Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB. We like to highlight some of the great things that are happening in the city of Winnipeg, and that includes something that's been going on since 1992. It's a presentation and creation of the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. You might remember the name Bramwell Tovey. He was the leader, the conductor of the WSO for a long time before Alexander Micklethwaite came to town. And the New Music Festival continues. It got kicked off uh, last Friday, right, Brett? It started on Friday, and it goes until this Friday, and there are a couple of really interesting events that we wanted to highlight. So we have two people to tell us about this. One of them is Neil Middleton. He is the VP of Marketing and Sponsorship for the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. And the second person is Harry Stafalaskis, composer in residence for the WSO and also helps to put on the new music festival. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining us. Well, thank you for, hey, having, us for having us on. Neil, we'll start with you. There is an event happening tomorrow that really caught both uh, me and Greg, our, uh, our eyes. The Ghosts of the Hudson's Bay Building. What is this about? Well, one of the things we, we really started last year was this idea of, you know, let's get out of the concert hall and go to some unexpected place um, and bring some unexpected music and try to create... Uh, like a pop-up concert hall somewhere else in the city. We did it at the Pan Am Pool, which some of your listeners probably remember, and it was spectacular. And we were trying to figure out, well, what can we do this year? We looked at a lot of spaces, and then we found out that the, the basement of the, the historic old Hudson's Bay on Portage has this massive cavernous space in its basement that was cleaned out to be this kind of shipping hub and hasn't been used, and we thought, you know what, we have to transform this into some kind of concert venue. And so we are going to create this subterranean space, which is kind of maybe where you want to go in the middle of winter and and get out of the elements, and we're going to have different ensembles. We're going to have a string quartet, a piano, um, some electronics, some art installations set up in different parts of the space so that it's almost like a music gallery that you can come in and and walk through, um, sit and listen in one place, move to another place, and have just a very different kind of concert experience than you'd ever expect to get at the the concert hall where we normally play. Neil, I've got to ask you, where in the Pan Am pool did you perform and then talk about this year and what's so appealing about a space like the basement at the Hudson's Bay Hudson's Bay and the opportunities acoustically in a space like that well at the Pan Am pool what we did was we we took a bit of work and we were very grateful to the city for helping us make it happen we managed to get them to shut down all the lights we shut down the HVAC so it was just as big um, silent space and then we put our musicians on the different diving platforms. Come on! Yeah, and then we had a couple of uh, synchro swimmers in the pool. We flooded it with fog, lit it up with this sort of light blue, um, this sort of dim blue light, and it was this underwater cavern, and the piece was called The Sinking of the Titanic, and it's about imagining, you know, there's this story of the string quartet that played on the Titanic as it went down, it was about imagining that, and it, it just, it completely worked, it was, it was amazing, we had 1,200 people there, we'd filled those, the, you know, the, the seating, the stadium seating along the side of the pool, and it was sold out, and so we thought, okay, well, that was one environment, now if we could go to something that's, you know, very big, long space with high ceilings, it's got some, it's got some pillars in it, um, you know, we, we kind of we just need that big space that you can kind of have sound go into, and then it's going to echo and, and create, a, you know, its own sort of acoustic. And so, in the 
basement of the bay, what's going to be really interesting is that you can, we're actually inviting people to just kind of walk around during the concert. So you can go and hear from, you know, you can be right up next to the ensemble. You can go and stand, uh, you know, a couple hundred feet back from the ensemble and hear it in sort of very different acoustic environments. Talking about the Winnipeg New Music Festival with Neil Middleton, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Sponsorship for the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra, and Harry Stavalaskis, Composer-in-Residence for the WSO. And Harry, so when we... It's called the New Music Festival, and I guess what we've heard so far, is that sort of the spirit of the New Music Festival, to try to just try new things? Well, yeah, absolutely, to try new things and also to kind of celebrate music as a living art. You know, when you think of the symphony orchestra, you might, the things that might come to mind would be like Mozart, Beethoven, super important composers and works that have shaped our cultural history. But composers are still alive. I'm a testament to that. Uh, So we thought it'd be great to bring in all these different cultural influences from all over the world and all over Canada and kind of celebrate all these new sounds and very different styles. And uh, Harry, I understand you are, you're based in New York, but now you're with the WSO. How does that work? Yeah, I'm uh, in residence with the orchestra, not the city, as I like to say. Yeah, I live in New York City. I travel to Winnipeg a lot. I spend a lot of time here working with the orchestra, uh, working with Alexander and Matthew on the new music festival, working with our education and Sistema department. So a whole lot of projects going on. Uh, but I also get to just be a composer. So the rest of the time I'm in New York creating music. So, Harry, when we talk about creating a relationship with classical music, is this one way to go about that for maybe for younger people that don't have an appreciation for what you might consider, what we might from the outside consider the classics? Is this an opportunity to get people engaged on a different level, maybe with just the instruments or the, or the sound that the instruments make? Maybe talk about why this sort of initiative. Well, you know, Composers nowadays, uh, myself, I come from a heavy metal background. I was a metal musician for a long time. So coming into the classical world, my music still brings that kind of edge and vibe. Uh, And a lot of the music that we program comes from different diverse backgrounds like that. Just last night, we had the world premiere of a new work by a Winnipeg composer, Elliot Britton, who has an electronic dance music background. So his piece had electronics and really kind of tapped into those EDM sounds. Uh, so I think these are the kinds of things that people my own age can really engage with and get a new idea of what an orchestra can be. So, Harry, uh, with your New York background, this question, I think, would be uh, best directed at you. How does this festival put both the WSO and Winnipeg on the international scene? Yeah, that, that's a really good question. I mean, I come from Montreal uh, and have lived in New York for six years now. Uh, I get to see a lot of concerts. I go to a lot of festivals. I travel a lot for, for my work to go to premieres and the like. And I honestly, the, what the WNMF does is something that you'd only really see in a major artistic hub like New York City, Chicago, or, or L.A. Having seven nights of all new music is really a massive and very ambitious undertaking. And I'm just so impressed constantly with Winnipeg that it's able to host such a thing and be so vibrant about it. Now you have an event on Friday, I believe. It's the something called the Twelve Hour Drone. Can you tell us a little bit about that, uh, Neil? I'll direct this uh, your way. Can you tell us about this Twelve Hour Drone? 
Yeah, well, when you're, you know, that ties right into your last question when you're talking about the international angle. Um, one of the big things is we're always looking for things that are very unique and are maybe hard to find out in the world and bring them here so we can hear them. And this 12-hour drone, it was... Um, inspired by something that was created in actually in Europe and then was done in New York um, called the 24-hour drone. And we're doing just a little bit of a scaled-down version, but it's going to start at midnight on Friday and run straight through till noon on Saturday. And what we have is we have 20 artists who've been invited to come and create music without really worrying about the confines of time. They're going to be improvising. Um, it's kind of ambient. There's going to be a lot of electronics and voice and long sustained sounds. And basically, there's going to be this continuous, unbroken music for 12 hours straight, and people are invited to come. And we're doing it at the Duncan Sportsplex, which is uh, an interesting little venue um, that is, is in behind the concert hall. Uh, and you can bring a sleeping bag, you can bring some cushions, you can bring whatever you need to be comfortable for that 12 hours. And and people are invited to just sit down and and tune in, tune out, um, and just be immersed in this sound uh, in sort of almost a meditative way for for a very long period of time. And Very I unique, rare experience. And I understand uh, on bass is somebody who uh, is uh, somewhat recognizable. Melissa Aufdermar, am I pronouncing that correctly? Exactly. Melissa Aufdermar, um, most famous probably as the bassist of Hole and um, the Smashing Pumpkins. And she founded this venue called Basilica Hudson in New York where they created this. And she's coming and she's helped curate and prick you know, pull together these 20 musicians that are going to be playing and she's going to be one of them who's playing and she's super excited because um, I think this is the third installation of this thing that they're they're trying to grow and take around the world. Harry Neal referenced scaled down in terms of just this one performance. If I'm interpreting your take on this festival, there's nothing scaled down about it. Sometimes people get the impression that, oh, it's a Winnipeg version of a big city thing. Yeah, no, it's pretty massive. I mean, some of the works that we're putting on are not something you'd hear a lot. Actually, we have a lot of, for instance, um, Friday, we have Fazal Sai, Turkish composer, his Mesopotamia Symphony, and we're doing the North American premiere. It's a huge work, many movements, enormous orchestra, bringing in a lot of musicians and like rare instruments or instruments we rarely hear, certainly with orchestra or even in the West. Uh, So it's really a massive undertaking but that also means that we'll somehow sometimes have more intimate kind of smaller events as well you know on monday night we have had our choral concert with two of winnipeg's best choirs policoro and camerata nova and then the next night we'll have you know massive orchestral concert again so the events change in size but the undertaking itself is really ambitious and if I can jump in on that, um, it's 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 interesting. A lot of the people that we bring in, because we we you know we kind of try to have this balance between Canadian and and Manitoban artists and international artists. And a lot of the people we're bringing in as international artists are blown away that we have a thousand people out every night for seven nights in a row to take in this new music. When um, when we bring somebody like a Meredith Monk, who's you know a, a really uh, well-respected New York minimalist artist. She gets two, three, four hundred people out to her to her concerts in New York, and and when she pops up here and there's a thousand people out, you know it speaks to Winnipeggers' appreciation of culture and and our willingness to go out and try new things. And I think also that we understand the idea of festival. This is a festival city, and people 
I think here, love jumping into something and just diving in for a week straight and, and really um, kind of getting that maximum experience uh, through the festival environment. Well, if the festival's interest is indicative of mine and Brett's interest, uh, we were planning maybe five, six minutes conversation on this, and uh, we simply couldn't stop speaking with you. Now the clock is against us, but Harry, I'm dying to know your favorite heavy metal band. Uh, right now, Animals as Leaders. Okay, I'm writing that down. And uh, then the classic all-time? I'm going to say Rachmaninoff, Russian composer. (laughs) He's the original. It's not Judas Priest, the godfathers or grandfathers of heavy metal. It's Rachmaninoff? Well, well, you said of classic. Classic (laughs) Classic heavy metal, yes. Yeah, classic heavy metal. Well, I'm going to say Metallica. I actually played in the Metallica tribute band and toured Canada a bit. So totally Metallica. (laughs) Appreciate that, Harry. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us today. Neil, just very quickly, uh, if somebody listening to this wants to buy tickets, where can they go online to get more information? Really easy, wnmf.ca, Winnipeg New Music Festival, or they can call the box office, 949-3999. All right, Neil Middleton, thank you so much for joining us. And Harry Stafalaskis, thank you so much for joining us. Neil is the Vice President of Marketing and Sponsorship for the Winnipeg Symphony Orchestra. And Harry Stafalaskis is the composer in residence and the writer of new music for the WSO. So thank you so much for joining us, gentlemen. I just wanted to, we've just got a minute or two left here, Brett. But I was overwhelmed. Like, quite seriously, we were only going to spend about six minutes on that Winnipeg New Music Festival. Mm-hmm. Silly us, because we should have learned by now that when we have the WSO on for anything, we're blown away. And I was mentioning to you that I'm just so impressed with the lengths to which the WSO has gone over the years to engage a broader spectrum a larger proportion of the population, and get them interested in music, whether it's the classics or this new music festival and everything in between. Because it's a difficult thing to run a symphony orchestra in 2017 and to have people and to broaden your your subscription base and get more people. I just have to applaud the WSO for the work that they do to, to, to remain relevant and to push the envelope. It's, it's tremendously impressive, and I'm super proud of them for, for doing it the way they do it. I've been to a number of shows. I tend like I always end up going to their pops based shows. They, for example, they they did the musical score for Home Alone. So right. the, while the movie was playing, they were playing all of the the music. So that was wonderful. They actually did a thing for Lord of the Rings, the Fellowship of the Ring. They performed that at M- MTS Center where they did all the music from that film, and that ha- movie has an amazing score. They did a, I think it was a an. Pretty sure there was an Elvis Presley sort of tribute show that was backed by the WSO. There was another one that was backed, that was a Michael Jackson sort of themed show that the WSO did. They do these incredible shows, and it really does sort of introduce you to just the the, the raw power of their and the raw talent that is on display, and then makes you want to go back and see more. And I have yet to go to one of the more classical sort of events, and I and I feel like I've described myself before as an uncultured lout. I'm working on it, and eventually I'm going to go to something a bit more classical. But this new music festival, they do some really neat things. Oh, just it gets inside your body when you're in that concert hall or another venue. We went to see Chantal Krevziadzik uh, perform with the WSO about six, seven, eight years ago. Simply spectacular. And this event at the Pan Am pool, can you please do that again? Because, like, (laughs) tell me next time. I'll be there. I'll bring my friends. Had no idea. One night only, sold out. 
this is something they could do probably for three, four nights every year, and it would be sold out. Just spectacular stuff. So uh, not to toot the horn overly of the WSO, but really have to do it because they're doing incredible work to uh, keep classical music and all music really relevant, and uh, hats off to them. Oh, is this? Talking about the Winnipeg New Music Festival. And again, we're playing Hole right now because Melissa Aftermar, former bassist for Hole, and the Smashing Pumpkins is going to be involved in in one of these events on Friday, the 12-hour drone. 219, Mackling and McGarry, your forecast up next on 680 CJOB. Mackling and McGarry on 680 CJOB.